Seasons change. Why not your tech? Upgrade now during the Dell Technologies Summer Sale event and save on select PCs, like the XPS 16, powered by Intel Core processors. You'll be able to bring your most intensive projects to life with built-in AI, minimalistic design, immersive visuals, and cinematic audio. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to exceptional tech and electronics, plus free shipping on everything. Amazing prices await you for a limited time only at Dell.com slash deals. That's Dell.com slash deals. This Father's Day, the Home Depot has the perfect gift to help dad be everything he can be. Because your dad is more than just a dad. He's the groundskeeper of the yard, the perfecter of the patio, and the cleaner of the clippings. This Father's Day, power dad's doing with the convenience and gas-like power of Milwaukee cordless outdoor tools from the Home Depot. Plus, get up to $150 off select Milwaukee tools. Find the perfect Father's Day gift at the Home Depot. How doers get more done. Shop for Father's Day now in stores or online at homedepot.com. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. So it's 2019. Everyone needs a great pair of wireless earbuds. But before you go dropping hundreds of dollars on a pair, you need to check out the wireless earbuds from Raycon. Raycon earbuds start off at about half the price of any other premium wireless earbuds on the market, and they sound just as amazing. The company was actually co-founded by Ray J, and celebrities like Snoop Dogg, Melissa Etheridge, Cardi B, Brandy, J.R. Smith, and more are already obsessed. Raycon's wireless earbuds are so comfortable and so easy to take anywhere. Unlike some of your other wireless options, Raycon earbuds are both stylish and discreet, with no dangling wires or stems. And of course, they don't just look great, they sound great too. And they're perfect for listening to all your favorite iHeartRadio podcasts on the go. Raycon offers their wireless earbuds for everyone in a range of fun colors and at an unbeatable price. So go to buyraycon.com slash iHeart to get 20% off your order. That's buyraycon.com slash iHeart for 20% off Raycon wireless earbuds. If you've been eyeing a pair, now is the time to get an amazing deal. One more time, buyraycon.com slash iHeart. My next guest is on the phone. She's currently, she's on the West Coast. So it's three hours earlier because I'm on the East Coast. My next guest is currently a co-executive producer on BET's American Soul, premiering this January 2018 on BET, consulting producer on BET's The Quad. I met her as a young writer on Robert Townsend's The Parenthood. She went on from there to become uh, executive producer and co-creator of the groundbreaking Moesha, uh, with teen uh, sitcom starring Brandy and The Parkers which uh, starred uh, the incredible Monique. Please welcome to Mo- Money Making Conversations, the one and only Sarah Finney Johnson. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Got good energy there, Sarah, on the West Coast. Yes. Yeah, it's 7.30, but I'm up. <laughs> so, Sarah, yeah, what's your schedule? You know, uh, what, what show are you working on right now? Um, it's a new show, another hour drama from BET. Mm-hmm. Uh, from Tracy Edmonds and Vanessa Middleton, mm-hmm. and I can't give you the title because it's going to change. Right, right, but right. it is coming to BET in the spring of 2019. Can you tell us a little bit about the uh, the story, the show? Um, it's about 
three women, mm-hmm. and uh, you know it's set in the world of basketball for at least for a moment. It is. I'm not mm-hmm. sure it's going to stay there. Right. Mm-hmm. But uh, one is a, a woman who's a housewife who's decided she wants something more, and she's kind of going to be forced to need something more. Right. Another is an up and coming journalist. And the other is a girl who's kind of living on the edge. Right. You know, she wants to be in the quote-unquote biz, and she'll do anything to get there. So now when I met you, Sarah, you was all 100% sitcom. So yeah. now I, I'll, American Soul, drama. The Quad, drama. Now yeah. The project you're working on, drama. Yeah. When did you make the decision to become the transition to drama or just the nature of the business? You know, Rashawn, I just believe that you've got to um, – uh, transform to whatever is working for you or mm-hmm. that you desire. Mm-hmm. And I felt like I love sitcom, I love comedy, but dramas were really, I'd always wanted to do a drama, first of all, but I'd never had the opportunity because, you know, I was so blessed to keep working in half hour in sitcom. Mm-hmm. So dramas, I mean, they were just popping up everywhere with all, you know, the new streaming services and cable and comedies were kind of falling by the wayside. There weren't a lot of comedies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I thought, you know what, this might be my chance to dive into drama. Mm-hmm. So I wrote a couple of spec scripts, got them to the right people. Thank God Felicia Henderson was one of them. Right. <laughs> and she she loved it. She hired me on Single Ladies. I did that uh, a few years ago with her. Mm-hmm. And that got me started. And, uh, you know, I'm not saying I would never do comedy again, but I really do love drama. I'm now, really happy here. Now, one of the dramas I mentioned in your credit credits uh, uh, your co-exec producer on BET's American Soul that yes. premieres January on BET. What exactly right. is American Soul? American Soul is about uh, Soul Train and wow. the life of Don Cornelius. Yes, it, it's going to be great. I, I, it was a great opportunity there, and, and his life, you know, the man was just fascinating. And I grew up, uh, you know, I'm of that era. I grew up on Soul Train. You know, every Saturday morning it was Soul Train. Soul and, Train! Exactly, exactly. <laughs> so it, it's just a lot of rich story there, and, and it was uh, Devon Gregory's the showrunner. And uh, so it's, it's going to be great. I really hope people get to watch that. Yeah, that, that's a show that I'm sure, out of curiosity, you know, we'll mm-hmm, watch it exactly. because it, 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 it truly is a side of our lives. You know, yes, you're saying yes. you're telling the truth. The Soul Train line, if you could break out the Soul Train line right now, it'll exactly. party. Exactly. It lives on. And it doesn't matter what color, what race you are. Everybody, I mean, you can go to a wedding right now and <laughs> there's a Soul Train line. So it, it, it's lived on, you know, and it's it's great. Now, before, now, when you when you talk about when I met you, you know, it was on the Parenthood. And right, right. I was. Uh, you had just come off of Family Matters, correct? Yes, yes. Okay. Now, what is now? You're writing by yourself now. At the time, you had a writing partner, uh, right. the uh-huh. talented Vita Spears. What yes. was the difference in having a writing partner? Now you're making all the creative decisions by yourself with a with a script. I think in comedy, you find more partners. Uh, um, people to bounce things off of, you know, your jokes and, and whatever. And in drama, it's like you, you have a room full of people to bounce things off of, and then you go off and usually write your script. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know. I like it. I don't mind the partnership, but I just kind of prefer working at my own pace and doing it, you know, having gotten notes from the showrunner and the other writers and, and then just going off and doing it. And um, I think that's the difference. In the comedy room, you know, 
um, everybody's bouncing jokes. Every, I mean, and of course, I want to say this about comedy. It's not all about jokes. Right. I firmly believe that whether you're doing comedy or drama, it starts with a great story. Right. And once you have that story... And, and, you know, you were famous in the Parker's writer's room for pitching a joke once that I just didn't get. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, Rashawn, I know you have told jokes in front of millions of people, but wait a minute, that one I don't know about. I'm not <laughs> sure about that. And you were like, what? So, but that's what you do in the writer's room. You know, everybody pitches, everybody throws up what they believe and what they feel, and then the showrunner makes a decision. And not to say that you didn't pitch a thousand other great jokes, because you did. But the point is that it's a collaborative process either way. But I think in comedy, it really is about, it's, it's, it's that partnership that, that kind of, I think, helps you. And, and, of course, being partners with Vita was a great help to me. And, uh, you know, but I just, started doing other things and I write plays and I got yeah, we want to talk about that plays in a minute but let's let's go yeah. back to something because you had an impact on me because she had two she had two amazing uh impacts in my life first of all was on parenthood because mm-hmm. I, she was right I was just uh, I was just really a uh, funny guy and I mm-hmm. and she told me she says Rishon you're funny but you you're gonna have to learn how to write one day you know <laughs> 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 She's a, and in fact, because she, because she told me, because I, I, in fact, uh, because of her, my company name is Punch Up. That's what you do. If you're just a funny guy and you got mm-hmm. jokes, they'll call up, you in right. and punch up a script. And so, right, right. I named my company after she sat me down and went, you know, if you want to be a punch up writer, you know, there's a lot of business mm-hmm. out there, but if you really want to be a writer, a long term mm-hmm. career in the mm-hmm. sitcom and writing industry, you got to learn story. That was the first thing she said, story, and learn how to put that story on paper and also take criticism. Because right. a lot of people can't do that. <laughs> oh, she, oh, she, she was like a teacher in the room, man. I'm in the room. Oh, going, my God. Because you know, no. I was a hot shot. I was a hot shot, man, when we first met. You couldn't yeah, tell me yeah. nothing. <laughs> I was funny. But, I was coming off stage, deaf comedy right. jam, everything. Right. You know. Right. You're a funny guy. And so people assume that, hey, he knows everything. He's been doing it a while. And, and you know a lot. But I'm from the school of thought that there's always something more to learn. You and, know. And she told and, me, too. And so, but, but see, here's the part. You know, when your teacher sits you down and they start teaching, you start learning. But then she had to leave because of the Moesha series yes, that got that picked up should, yeah so yeah. tell us about that whole experience because he was my mentor set me up and told me look you got to learn how to write because right now you are not going to survive with just jokes <laughs> then she leaves me <laughs> well you know thankfully it worked out um brandy came along at the right time our project came together and and um Moesha happened because I always wanted to tell the story about a from a a, a story from a black teenage girl's perspective, mm-hmm. and I even though it would be from her point of view, it would have universal themes that everybody could relate to. I mean, The Wonder Years was one of my favorite shows ever, you know, and I was certainly never a twelve year old white kid, but I understood everything Kevin was going through. Mm-hmm. So I had hoped that Moesha would do the same thing, and and I wanted it set in my. Uh, neighborhood I grew up in in L.A., Lemur Park. Mm-hmm. And I felt like, you know, there was not enough representation of positive, good people in that neighborhood. And a, a lot of uh, neighborhoods like Lemur Park all over the country, mm-hmm. all you heard about was violence. And I'm thinking, no, I know some people here, and they're going, you know, they work hard every day. They're doing the best they can. And those people, uh, some of them, of course, uh, were my parents I was talking about, and our neighbors and our community. And so 
it was Seth there, and, uh, you know, she went to Crenshaw High School, which is in the community, and, and it was all about the things that teenagers go through. And thank God people responded. They loved the show. It went on to become a hit. And off of that, I went over to do a spinoff, which, of course, was the Parkers and, and working with the fabulous Monique. Yeah, fabulous Monique. See, the interesting part about um, my relationship with Sarah is that Sarah – caught me when I first came into the writer's game. I started on Steve's ABC series, Being the Boys. That got counseled mm-hmm. immediately. And so I got over to uh, the, the Robert Townsend. I always tell Robert Townsend, he saved my life as far mm-hmm. as the industry because if he doesn't pick me up and put me on the uh, on his show, The Parenthood, I don't have a writing career. I'm not sitting on this microphone right now. So he's mm-hmm. very interested. So you have to have people who believe in you, see talent in you. Yeah, and that's yeah. really important. Yeah. And like, like Sarah, you know, the thing about it is that the second time she came into my life was the Parkers because mm-hmm. I was I was in transition in my life. I was I'd, I'd written a lot of successful series, uh, Arsenio Hall's sitcom, uh, Sister Sister, and then I was writing on Jamie Foxx show, and mm-hmm. I left that. I was leaving that show because I, mm-hmm. I wanted to take my life in a different direction. And I called Sarah. I said, Sarah, look, I don't know what I want to do. I said, but uh, can, do you have a job for me over there? And she said, you know I got a job for you. I mean, just, you know, but you need people like that to take you to the next step. Oh, and yeah. she brought oh, me on yeah. the show as a consulting producer on the mm-hmm. Parkers because it's something about this young lady. And I say this in a very sister brother tone is that she's always there, not only for people that she know, but for the community because she's, you know, her, her Christmas times was like looking at, uh, uh, you know, they're, they're talking about Santa Claus. Yeah. Well, she was the female version of Santa Claus. And and I would wind up mentoring people, buying computers for people I didn't know because she inspires you. She knows she's oh, laughing, but I'm telling that. the truth. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I I love giving back. I believe that we all should do whatever we can, you know, just reach back and help somebody. And so at that time, I was uh, working with a homeless shelter, and a lot of children, and my mom's church was right next door to the homeless shelter. So uh, I have, I've been so blessed to work with people who help me out, and you are mm-hmm. one of them. I said, guys, I want to do this angel tree. The kids don't have much. Let's help them. Let's give them gifts. We brought them up to the show. They got to watch the taping. We had a party afterwards, and, oh, they were thrilled. You know, they get to meet Moish. Mo, uh, at that time, it was the Parkers. It was uh, Monique mm-hmm. and Countess and all of them, and the writers, including yourself, would buy these gifts. And, yeah. and, and I remember I would try to frame it around a time when we would have a singing guest on. Right. <laughs> and I remember one year I said, Yolanda, you know, Yolanda Adams sang mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. I mean, my God, it was just beautiful. Fred Hammond. I mean, mm-hmm. these kids were so happy Mm -hmm. and the computers you're talking about i mentored some kids at my high school dorsey high school here in la Mm -hmm. and it was a young lady and another young man and they needed laptops next thing i know rashawn got the laptops hold that thought there sir don't make me sound too big because i've got to tell the story about the parkers okay we will come back more with sarah finney johnson money making conversations keep winning everybody she's on the phone she's the co-executive producer of a Series that's premiered on BET in January called American Soul. That's drama. She also just recently left another drama on BET called The Quad. She's currently working on the a Tracy Tracy uh, Tracy Edmonds project. It's also a drama by three ladies. I met her when I was a young writer on Robert Townsend. I was a young writer. Just all I knew. I could only tell jokes on the Parenthood, <laughs> and she told me you got to you, you got to step up, Rashawn. Jokes just not going to cut it for you. Well, when I left Jamie Foxx show, I just Walked away from my deal. 
and I was, she was the first person I called. I said, hey, I don't have a job right now. I just left the Jamie Foxx show. What can you do for me? She said, Richard, come over here. I got you covered. <laughs> and so she saved my career, the, the next step, because of the fact that that was a very transitional period. But Felicia Henderson, now Felicia Henderson, I met her on uh, Sister Sister. So we just all big friends. That's another one of my sisters. She was on the show last week. And so Sarah, uh, Felicia, you know, she was getting really good in the interview, and she told everybody about this. But what happened uh, on the on the show one time when I was uh, I arrived late for work and and so I felt if Felicia isn't gonna partially get the story out about me, I need to come back to to, to the person who knows the truth, the facts about the uh, the day Rashawn arrived late for work. Well, I, I know Felicia told the truth first of all. <laughs> let me just say that. But let me tell you what happened. Rashawn, you were a mess. You were so funny. We just had, first of all, we had a great time working together and we were able to do great work. Mm -hmm. I think people sometimes think, oh, you know, it's just all serious and, or you're just goofing off too much. No, we found a good balance there. Mm -hmm. And I think we had a great five seasons. But, um, what happened is that Rashawn came, first of all, let's set this up. Let's set this up. At the time, I was starting to transition, uh, I was managing Steve and running the morning yeah. show because I was kind of yeah. like taking on that little, that little a different a different lifestyle. Oh yeah, you were multitasking. You were definitely <laughs> doing that. You, I mean, Rashad, you've always been a hard worker. You always got three jobs at least. I know that. But I didn't really know it then. I know it now. And when you came in late, you because you had left the day before, mm-hmm. and you you. You left early, and, mm-hmm. and you said you would be back. We mm-hmm. said, okay, no problem. So you came in, and you said, oh, oh there, I was in a bank robbery. We said, a bank robbery? <laughs> we, we didn't hear anything about it. You said, it was here in Hollywood. We said, no, no, we, you sure? Because we didn't hear anything about a bank robbery. And later, it was years later, you finally told me, you said, okay, I wasn't in a bank robbery. <laughs> I, there was no bank robbery. I'm sorry. You were doing something with Steve, something with somebody. I don't know. But Bill Boware was the co-exec at the time, and I said, Bill, I, I don't think Rashawn was in a bank robbery. We would have heard about it on the news, right? That was, we laughed so hard about that for years, because we said Rashawn said he was in the bank, it was being robbed, everything was a mess, he couldn't get back to the show. No. So there. Great storytelling. I, I give you that. <laughs> but it was funny. It was one of the many stories I have about Rashawn McDonald. Just a joy to work with, a joy. Well, you know, the thing about it, and thank you, you know, because I was multitasked. That was the very early stages <laughs> of uh, Steve Harvey and my relationship, which has led to uh, an amazing amount of greatness for both he and I and, yeah. and changed the industry. It's how people perceive African Americans on TV. Right. With, with right. That, you know, because at one point, you know, all the jobs were going to reality shows, you know, mm-hmm. black people out there fighting, throwing glasses, climbing over tables, punching each other. And that was mm-hmm. really frustrating for me. I'm sure it was equally frustrating for you because you mm-hmm. were going, that's not a real writer's job opportunity there. Right, right. For a while, though, I have to tell you, I didn't think reality was going to make it. And then one day I said, oh, reality TV is here to stay. Mm-hmm. But it was disappointing to see some of it, you know. But I know people have to make a living, and, and you know, it's legal. They're not doing anything illegal. Mm-hmm. But I just wanted to do a different type of television. Now, and with, so, go now ahead. With that being said, is that when you look at television today, you know, you're mm-hmm. seeing all, uh, all African-Americans get these development deals. I mean, real deals, yeah, you know. Yeah, So why why do you think the content is so strong? Because we thought that was going to happen a few years ago. 
when they when they stepped up and said we need to give a better uh, image for African Americans on television. Mm-hmm. We see that very dominantly in commercials because you see interracial relationships in commercials like it's it's uh, it's a normal slice of life, which is fantastic. Yeah. But television was slow to turn, but now it seems like there's a foot race to get ahead. Yeah, and you know I'm I'm so glad about it. Um, it's still I think got a ways to go as far as. Uh, people of color are concerned, but my God, it has changed so much since I started. I mean, I think they were looking, finally looking and realizing fresh voices, you know, people with uh, some new point of views, mm-hmm. and they happen to be people of color. Mm-hmm. I mean, I look at Lena Waithe and, and Mara Brock Akil, Felicia Henderson, you know, Gina Prince Blythewood, all my sisters who are just out here doing it, doing it big, and I'm so proud of them. I mean, there was a time when I first started, they were like, Five black writers. Right. I knew all of them. Right. Now I don't know half of them, and I'm excited about that. I'm happy about that. It makes my heart full when I know where we've come from to where we are now. And I think that also because of the fact that it used to be, you know, we was on the WB, we was on UPN. Exactly. They've used the black shows or sitcoms to launch a network, and if they got they rid of us, they right? Get rid of, they we get did. Rid of. I remember when the Parkers was canceled. Uh, uh, Yonetta Boone show one on one was canceled. Girlfriends was canceled. They just wiped us all out. <laughs> just, <laughs> but now, you know, you've got the 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 uh, cable and and the streaming services, and it's just so many more outlets. And I tell a lot of young writers and any writer, you can shoot your own movie on your phone now. I mean, that's just unheard of when I was starting out. So it's just come a long way. And it's still, like I said, I still think there are, of course, many things that, that need to happen. But I'm seeing some progress, and that's been wonderful. Well, it's crazy when you look at how good it's becoming, you know, insecure, you know. Uh, oh, I love insecure. You know, yes, it's uh, right. Yes. Power, yes. you know. And, you know, she started uh, Misadventures of an Awkward Black Girl mm-hmm. was on the Internet. And I would watch it, and i like, what this girl? She needs a TV show. She is so funny, so talented. And I think Shonda Rhimes heard about her and got her deal or worked with her for a while, but then her and Larry Wilmore got insecure. And now Prentice Penny is over there as a showrunner, and it is just, it's just remarkable. That's the cool thing. You went from one African-American strong to the next African-American strong to the next author. John Ridley. It's just, really, you're, yes. you're absolutely yes. telling the truth. It used to be like, you know, you know, you know, Kenya over there just got his Kenya Barris. Kenya just got his deal at Netflix. You see, know, he'll see, be doing see, big things there. See, it's see, just all yeah. these people came out of that that Sarah Fetty world. Kenya, you know, Meyer Brocker Kill, Felicia yeah. Henderson, Rashawn McDonald. See, see, I got to give her credit. Her nurturing, her her shaping a lot of people about telling them about story, telling them that the root of success, long term success, is knowing how to write. So you have to take some credit for, for for giving us our opportunities and giving us our strong guidance to be where we are at today. Listen, I feel like God put me in the right place at the right time to do what little bit I could. I give all thanks to God, Rashawn. I have to tell you, uh, without my faith and my strength, I would not be here where I am today. So I thank God. I thank uh, thank God for people like you. You know, you came into my life. You know, you, I worked for you at one point, and I'm <laughs> grateful for that. See, I'm not one of these people that thinks, oh, I can only do this, do that. No, I love to work. I love to write. That's what Sarah loves to do. And it's just I, I've had people tell me in the last years, like, you still write? 
yes, I'm still writing. <laughs> and I think that's that's great because it used to be a cutoff point. You know, you have to stop exactly. writing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, and I just yeah. I just love the fact that when you and I want to bring this back up when you talk about you can shoot your show on the telephone. It used to telephone. You know, it used to be a yeah. day if you went out and shot your pilot a sitcom, you were wasting mm-hmm. your money. Because mm-hmm. the industry was locked down. It's right. Like, you wasting right. your time. If you don't come through us, you will not get on television. Because you can do that in the film industry. You can mm-hmm. do independent production and get your, your movie in the theaters. Right. It used to be the same. It, it, television didn't work like that. Because right. of the streaming services and the demand for content, you can actually do your own project and then go sh- show them, and they'll put it on television. And plus, production costs have dropped tremendously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's, it's a whole new world. And, and I want to say something. We talked a little earlier about uh, my transition into writing drama. Mm-hmm. I believe as a writer, don't get pigeonholed. You should write whatever you want. I'm still going to do a movie one day. Mm-hmm. I might go back to comedy. I think you should write books, plays, whatever it is. I say keep writing. Keep that tool fresh and, and work on your craft. I just say write. Well, the one thing you told me is that, uh, Rashawn, you can keep winning, and you know, I, I just love the fact that I, I do say she's my sister. I have six natural sisters. I have two extra mm-hmm. ones. Felicia <laughs> D. Henderson is one of them, and um, Sarah Finney Johnson is one of them. When they, I feel their pain. I feel their successes, and to see you back out there writing and going from another job to the next job, I'm so proud and so happy for you. Sarah. Thank you so much. I'm just, I'm just blessed and blessed to have you in my life. I tell you, it's the truth, folks. He is the real deal. We really are. I appreciate you, Sarah Freddie Johnson, legendary creator of Moesha, legendary creator of the Parkers. She's writing, and she's doing her thing, and she's changing lives, not only in studio, but out in the community. Keep winning, Sarah. Thank you so much. All righty. Love you. Love you, too. Listening makes us smarter, more connected people. It makes us better partners, parents, and leaders. And there's no better place to start listening than Audible. Audible is where so many inspiring voices and compelling stories open listeners up to new experiences and ways of thinking. Audible members now get more than ever before. Members choose three titles every month, one audiobook plus two Audible originals that you can't hear anywhere else. Members also have unlimited access to more than 100 audio-guided fitness and meditation programs. Audible delivers bestsellers, business, self-improvement, memoirs, and more, all professionally narrated by actors, authors, and motivational superstars like Rachel Hollis, David Goggins, and Mel Robbins. Audible members can also get free access to the New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and Washington Post delivered daily to the Audible app. With the convenient app, members can access Audible anytime, at the gym, while commuting, or on the go, and on any device. We'll always pick right back up where you left off. Audible also offers free and easy audiobook exchanges, credits you can roll over for a year, and a library you keep forever even if you cancel. Explore all the ways listening on Audible can help improve mind, body, and soul with entertainment, information, and inspiration. You can get titles from your favorite iHeart talent such as Chelsea Handler, Danny Shapiro, Charlemagne the God, and Bobby Bones on Audible. Start listening now with a 30-day Audible trial and your first audiobook plus two Audible originals are free. Visit audible.com slash iHeart or text iHeart to 500-500.